I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Everything happens for a reason. People only end your life for seasons. Wonder I live. Death and taxes, that's all we're giving. You can make a life but not make a living. You can make it work, but you still ain't driven. Give a lot, but give a lot, but that still ain't giving. Living life less like this ain't real though. Every night like this, I feel so dead wrong. Collision is head on. My vision is dead and gone. Perception of right and wrong. I've been here so very long, right here in this very song. Look around, everything changes. Seems like everybody just strangers. Don't go outside because it's dangerous. Why everybody want to be famous? Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Ken. And it's uh, Tuesday. That's my jam right there. Mm hmm. It's the eve before New Year's Eve. Mm hmm. Which means it's our last show of the New Year, Karen. Yeah, it is. Last show of 2014. Put this bitch in the books. Yes, sir. Did a whole year. Um. With our own business? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at God. Won't he do it? Actually, I'll wear you in some change. Well, this is our first full fiscal year with our own business, though. The oh, other okay. one was like half unemployment, half, <laughs> I mean, look, beginning <laughs> of this year, dog, I was like, I hope these niggas come through, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I hope niggas keep fucking with the show, because, you know, every, um, like I said, every day I wake up. And I get emails, and the emails are from PayPal. It's like, yo, this went through, this didn't. So-and-so canceled. So-and-so keep going. So, you know, like, I get that stuff. You know, so-and-so changed it. They, you know, um, so every day, you know, you get up, and and the first thing on my mind is how am I going to keep working to make sure that this shit is a quality product for the people listening. Right. And that they continue to want to support us. And Mm -hmm. so many people, we, like, we have to thank them just because, this year wouldn't have been possible without them. That's the truth. And uh I and and I know like since we get into the new year and things like that, I just wanna tell everybody out there that's listening, thank you so much for all the love, all the support, be it retweets on Twitter, be it repost on Facebook, be it just telling a friend or a family member, sharing with your coworkers, being a premium member, uh, giving just regular donations, like all that literally helped keep this float, this boat afloat this year. And it means uh, a lot to us to say that we actually own a business and you guys uh, support us so we can bring you a show five days a week. We can bring you premium content, uh, like it is makes me very proud to say that, you know, I'm a podcaster for a living. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, didn't think this was possible. Nope. Not at all. You know, and I mean, you can't blame them. There's, right. there's shows that are much bigger than us. Correct. Uh, that have more listeners than us that, um, you know, do, do things bigger than us that they can't find a way to make a living off this shit. Right. And somehow we figured a way out to, 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 to do something we love and that way out is, you know, because of our fans. Right. And uh, and my thing is this. I want to tell uh, also everybody out there, thank you for leaving iTunes reviews. Thank you for leaving Stitcher reviews. You guys have been on that all year long. Yeah. Thanks to all the other podcasts that shout us out. Right. Um, you know, we're a show that, you know, we breeded a lot of podcasts by mean whether we've inspired people, just let people know it was possible. Mm-hmm. Let people know that, hey, you know. You're black doesn't mean 
you can't have a podcast you can't do something tech savvy you can't right uh it doesn't mean people won't support you it doesn't mean your voice isn't important correct and you know we see that imprint everywhere there's shows that do five-star review policies i don't know if they've ever heard an episode of the black guy with tips i don't know if they even know where that comes from correct um that is dope to me that that and is i'm so uh you know like so i do want to give a shout out to everybody that's been a guest on the show right everybody uh, everybody that's done a podcast and you know shouted us out or right. you know referred somebody to us or tweets about us right or been like, inspired to do a podcast 2014 was y'all man right 2014 was all you guys and and it and i am just so uh happy and just so thankful that uh you guys have been with us through the ups through the downs you know because we've been doing this for five years so for us you know y'all been there you know and you you guys have came to us for laughter but you guys fail to realize you guys come to us for laughter and we come to the podcast to get away from the world so we basically are running to the same spot to, to for a form of uh, relief from reality a lot of the times even though we talk about real shit and things like that um it means a lot and just like you guys enjoy uh making uh, uh listening to us make you laugh we enjoy you laughing also for the fact that uh for the feedback show uh, i'm thinking about that right now thank you for everybody that leaves emails and phone calls for the feedback show because the, to me the feedback show is the most important show of the week because it's not us this is all you guys what you guys want to say uh you guys leave uh vote on the polls you leave reviews like all that means something to us because we know that you guys are there and you guys are listening and that means uh a lot to us and you got and all 2014 has literally been all about you guys even though you know you guys have showed us love and support throughout the whole year it's really been all about you guys yeah so you know thank y'all everybody that that did did that because we wouldn't have had a 2014 that was uh so good without you guys you Ain't know that the truth. um even you know even beyond my wildest dreams so all right you know i mean now i have small dreams it's not like we rich or nothing but nope I, yeah um, I'm, I'm, you know my i was like you know, will I have to get another job again to subsidize this? You know, will I, you know, will people continue to listen to us and stick with us and support us? Will people uh, find what we do entertaining? You know, these are things that I think everybody that's a content producer um, of some sort, these are things you think about all the time. Yes, it is. Um, and, uh, you know, so many people chipped in, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Justin has done, you know, so much for the show uh you know the fans have done so much of the stuff show um mm -hmm. you know people have written in about trials and tribulations the heartaches they gone through for the show man right. it's, it's just been so uh powerful to to see um yeah and you know i've had people that like i said they've got bigger shows than us they've got more supporters than us they got whatever but that you know they're still looking at us and all like how did y'all pull this shit off correct you know? And, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm glad of that. I'm glad for that. You know, I have friends that look at me like, you know, you own your own business. Like, you made it. Like, I don't even know how to describe what you do for a right, living. Right. You know what I mean? But all I know is you own that shit. Whatever it is, you own it. And to me, if you own it, I love it. So, thank y'all. Now let's uh, get on with the show. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. At bullet ball extreme. Mm -hmm. And, uh... No sponsors today. Sponsored by 2014 and all the fans that supported us, all the podcasters, all the people that um, have 
shared their platform with us, you know, Bomani Jones, um, Twib. We always get recommendations and stuff from them. Yes. Uh, Good and Terrible. What's the tea? Uh, Where's you know, my 40 acres? Where's my 40 acres? Check. Yeah. Look, uh, look and listen. Like, Gats Pod. Er, like, so many. Yes. I, honestly, guys, I can't name you all. Uh, wh- right. Whiskey Wine and Moonshine. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't name every podcast we've been on this yeah. year. Uh, if I wanted to, because that's how many people have invited us on their platforms that we've been able to schedule some time to be on there. Right. And not only that, it's 2015. We, we're working behind the scenes uh, to get a lot of things done and, and, and uh, working, you know, to get more guests for 2015. And uh, a lot of stuff we do behind the scenes. And we're excited when you guys are excited when we make announcements about, you know, things that we're doing and stuff like that. So, it's just one of those things where, like Roger said, we went down the list. We Who knows how long we've been here. And we probably would still forget somebody. So it's just one of those things where we just want to tell everybody thank you for being in our, I don't know, circuit, circle, whatever you want to call it. Just family. It's a, to me, it's just a podcast family. Now, of course, uh, I say all that. Justin couldn't be here today. So. No, he could. Y'all know how they do. Light-skinned yeah, people. You know, you know the light-skinned niggas. You know how they come up with a way to do something. They always yeah. got to have an excuse for why they can't work as hard as the rest of us. Too, too busy being light-skinned to, to show up to work. Yeah, but, um, let's do, uh, speaking of 2014, let's talk about the best news bloopers of 2014. Um, this video. Oh, man, this is long. Pigs are reportedly running rampant in a Venice community. The Jacaranda West Country Club Village has recently reported wild hogs tearing up residents' yards. And if you're making last minute... Oh, he put a picture of a pig on her face. Oh, so over her face, they put the pig's face. The the picture of the pig superimposed over her face. (laughs) <laughs> That's hilarious. Dinner plans you may no, have. Let me rewind. Wild hogs tearing up residents' yards. And if you're making last-minute dinner plans, you may have a hard time getting in some of the titties and some. <laughs> <laughs> getting in some. Hey, bro, you two hundred dollar dates. He had them nipples on his mind, didn't he? Mm-hmm. In some of the city's top spots. Well, the Yukon Huskies are the 2014 NAACP National. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I know that division, and we are not in the NCAA. Federal <laughs> champs. Ginger, thank you. Coming up, more problems for a troubled earthquake. Yep. That, that's the one where the black dude saw the earthquake and his eyes just lit up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> they had the earthquake live on the air. Yes. Ginger, thank you. Coming up, more problems for a troubled Earthquake. Yep. We're having an earthquake. He hopped his ass under that desk. Can I try one of these? Courtney, I would love to see my meat in your mouth. So I. Oh, oh. a newscaster is interviewing a restaurant owner, and he said, "I'd love to see my meat in your mouth." Got a burger, ready to go for you. Oh Lord, she said, "Not the first time I heard that." Not the first time I heard that. Oh, a monkey is hitting this lady. They're doing one of those bring the monkeys on to, you know, put a jacket on and bring the monkey on to be cute. And the monkeys start punching this black woman in the face. That's why you don't do that. Monkey's like, bitch, get out of my face. Boop. You'd be right to be skeptical. Thousands of traditional skateboarders. Oh. He was giving a talk at a skateboard park and skateboard hit him in the back of his head. 
because he wasn't paying attention. This was a close race, but only for a short while. Once the votes and ballots started rolling in from... <laughs> this guy's at a bar, and he's giving his news report. A woman walks up behind him and licks the back of his head. Alive on the air. Excuse me. Let's remember that, of course, he played under Roberto. Oh. Someone has a dildo behind a guy who's giving a sports report. <laughs> a purple dildo. And at the time, he stuck the dildo to the dude's ear. Oh. He was very much uh, praiseworthy. Do you live around here? Yeah. Wow, you're super pretty. You want to go on a date sometime? There's a guy with no shirt ah, on. Ah, okay, first of all, it's a woman on the scene where they're doing a storm. Right. And she wants to be one of those people they send out to stand in the middle of a hurricane. Correct. And there's a guy walking around with a dog and no shirt on. And he walks up and asks her on a date. Live around here? Yeah. Wow, you're super pretty. You want to go on a date sometime? We're on there live right now on KCLA, awesome. actually. Um, As I said, the uh, ambulance just left. A fire truck just left. And there's a firefighter there right now. There's a uh, woman in a ballerina outfit with ah! a horse mask on in the background of the news report. I don't know why she did that. Me either. Uh, but uh, everyone is out safe. And we're live tonight. Um, make his first appearance. But in this case. What is- this is what Erica Badu walked up behind that dude. He has no idea who she is. No. Uh, LaBeouf did not have that. And LaBeouf obviously. She tried to kiss him on the side of the cheek and then he pushed her off. Because he was like, well, bitch, who are you? LaBeouf obviously kept on moving uh, during the course of this scenario. Okay, now this is just a normal iPhone, is it? This is just a normal iPhone 6. Yeah, I didn't want to okay. get one. All right, we're doing the reveal. His name's Jack. That's right. He got an iPhone 6, Ah. Over, unboxes it, and it falls on the concrete. And he cracks it. I don't think it cracked. Okay. Coming up, I'm right here in Times Square, and I know he's here somewhere, and I cannot wait for the moment I can say I met. <laughs> so they did. They were doing a gag where they want to supposed to meet Spider-Man in Times Square. So they set it up for him to jump off camera onto camera, like, "Look, it's Spider-Man," and she was gonna pass out and fall on the ground, and he was gonna catch her, and he let her drop. Yeah, he, he, he. What'd you say, Kay? He missed that cue. I think he was going to say, need airspace, that type of shit stuff. <laughs> she said shit. She, she goes it, it wasn't even a, a mistake. Like, she was going to say shit. She, like, that type of shit stuff. I think he was going to say, Kay. need airspace, that type of shit stuff. Joining you now, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, who's the host of Fuck of Huckabee. <laughs> it should be called Fuck It Now. Yes, Fuckabee. Right here on the Fox News Channel. Say right. something to the nation. We got five minutes till 2014, and we're gonna fuck shit up. Number five. Oh. That, I don't. That's gonna happen this year, by the way. They always give these drunk people the microphone. Right, live, live on the air. I don't comprehend that. They don't work for the news station, guys. They don't have a censorship button. Right takes us to an accident scene in Charlotte, North Carolina. Four firefighters are hurt after a fuck truck, a fire truck. <laughs> a <fuck> truck. <laughs> we're such, we're such children. Why is it so funny to us? It's hilarious. It's so good. Because that shit know they don't get through, through on live on the air. On the highway this morning. If you just say things naturally, it's fine. Yeah. Right? You know, they just think and fuck. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. That's our girl, Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Uh, cussing on the air. Good, good, good. All right. Nope. She used to be on Scooby Doo every week. Right. Oh, me. 
major disturbances. Everything has gone pretty smoothly. They say they've only had a couple arrests related to people who were drinking a little bit too much. Live in West so Hollywood. Whoa! The dude just walked up on the camera and said, you are so fucking hot right into the mic. She was I'm like, sorry. Whoa. And as for this job, well, not that I have a choice, but fuck, fuck it. it. I quit. Charlo Green. All right, we apologize for that. Do you know how to respond? We'll be, we'll be right back. I mean, uh, pardon for us. We know you're a convicted rapist. This could hurt his campaign. How would you respond to that? You come across like a nice guy, but you really a piece of shit. Hey. This is the Tyson interview in Canada where the guy told Tyson that uh, he was a rapist and brought it up. And uh, Tyson went off on him. Thank you, come on, come on. No, that was a piece of fuck you. That was a piece of shit. You know, we're we're doing we're doing live TV. Man, now. I don't care. What are you gonna do about it? Is it nerve wracking for you to do something like this, or is it more nervous for you to box? How does it compare? I don't know. Um, it's more nerve wracking for me to hear us talking to a rat piece of shit like oh, you. Come on, Mike. No, because you're a piece of shit. All right. Really we're, gonna, we're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this interview. We're thank you for thank you for coming in. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> right, Mike Thatch was like, don't bring me on the air. I wouldn't have agreed to come if you were going to ask these questions. Uh, I'm not even saying he's right. I think he's wrong to not answer that. But, oh, my God. When he t- when dude tried to wrap it up and he told him, man, fuck you. Because <laughs> dude right. tried to wrap it like, hey, it's all good. Don't misunderstand. Mm. He's like, we'll, we'll be right back. Fuck you. Thank you for coming in. Fuck you. <laughs> and his face was so good. It was like, ouch, ouch. Right. Oh, wait a second. He can't do that up here. They can be up here, but, that, okay. That can't, put the you you got to stop that, Mara. <laughs> All right, let's go to this. Good morning. They put two rabbits on the counter, rabbit star fucking. What do they expect, the animals? All right. It is Thursday, March 13th. You are Marcia. I am. I almost jumped you there. Sorry about That's that. Okay. You can jump me anytime. Not that way. Not that way. You know what I meant. Well, I won't be talking about ah. Rose. Expert anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, I won't be talking I'm to not. the rose expert anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, you can ask anything about panties. I love um, panties. Oh, flowers. Panties. Yeah. Yes. 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 He thought she said panties. She it, said panties. Flowers. It, it sounded like she said panties too. I was looking like, what's she talking about the drawers for? He was looking like, uh, why what? Are talking? What? Uh, what? Uh, yeah. we, we talking about drawers? What's happening? Um, if you didn't panties. get a chance to check out, I'm so sorry. You must have had to beat off a lot of. American men to get this part. <laughs> Why does that make you giggle? Did you not have to beat them off? <laughs> uh, she said you must have had to beat out a lot of American men to get this the uh, role of a new film about a U.S. soldier right. called The Guest. But it sounds like she said beat off right. a lot of men. Actually, to get the role, there was imagine there was quite a few men up for the role as well. There were. There were. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and compose yourself. I. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm gonna go put some clothes on. Hold on a All second. Right. No, not so fast, Adam. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Anna, let's see. This is in uh, New Jersey, right? Be nice. Well, I just want to talk and to her a little while. Stop longer. milking this shot. I'm just wondering, uh, Anna. How long did it take you? Uh, let's see to, to get undressed. To dry. Yeah. Well, we saw that. <laughs> how long is the trip? Oh, wait a second. Wait. Uh, I think that's smart. Wait, Anna, go try off. We'll see you in a little bit. What is wrong with you? Relax. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you, Anna. Okay, I guess we're done. Oh, Lord. 
that was our boy i forget his name i don't but know but the, the soup loves him yeah the new york uh <laughs> broadcast it was basically a, a woman live on vacation on location in a bikini so he's trying to keep it on does he still have a goddamn job i don't know the rules look your mother got the last week of august if you like summer wait did he cut he yes he did yeah, I guess we're done Pretty nice fucking weather here the last week of August. Pretty nice fucking weather here the last week of August. Is this the weather here for real? I want the weather. Can I tune into that channel? I want this kind of weather. If you like summer. It's not quite as dick. Not quite as thick. Excuse me. Not quite as dick. It's not quite as thick this morning along the coast. I am a Broncos fan, so I'm hoping Manning throws a few touchdown passes. But the Seahawks, they have a chance too. 20% chance for a scattered shower. Sorry about that. Seahawks. Okay. It is another soaker around western Washington, and uh, we're going to get a look at how that will affect your morning. I'd be happy, man. Rangers, to me, are a sinking ship. And we'll check back in with Tom in just a little bit. In the meantime, it's not ready to definitely. <laughs> Part of Kristen. Oh, okay. So he just didn't know that he was on camera, so he's talking about the Rangers. All right. Thorne is in Smithtown in Suffolk County tonight. She continues. <laughs> Oh shit! A woman was giving a, a report <laughs> about the snow, and someone was driving in a SUV and blew the horn and got her out of the street live on the air. I was like, "Bitch, get out the way! If I hit you." Not really more accumulating snow, but just a biting, granular kind of slutty, excuse me, slushy, slutty. icy snow. We have not gotten into the worst part of this storm yet. That is to come a little bit later on tonight. Ah! So, uh, Obviously, the uh, here at the College of Charleston, they're already having a good... Guy tried to run into the camera, and he got kneed in the balls by the, uh, by the reporter. I compare winter to be the Justin Bieber of seasons. It was kind of cute and exciting when it first started out, and now it's a bit obnoxious and should probably just stay in Canada. And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and you're saying it was really good out? It's the perfect texture for running. Very low impact on its dry snow so your feet don't get wet. We've seen a lot of people out here, like he said, running, sledding, just enjoying it. One thing. Oh, <laughs> so she was saying how jogging in the snow is safe. And then she starts running, and they, the camera pans to watch her and her boyfriend or running partner run off, and she immediately falls and hurts her back. Right. That's why your ass should have been that at home. Happen. There goes a couple of plows demonstrating what I said. <laughs> what I said hitting us. All right, there you go. Standing real close to the road ah! uh, while they were plowing, snow hit them. Okay, well, <laughs> there they knocked it. Four plow trucks. Four plow trucks. And you can still still snow covered. So let's bring in Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Seidel. He's in Sugar Mountain, North Carolina. Hi, Mike. What's he doing, texting? Why? Well, obviously, Mike not quite ready for. Oh, us, he was pissing. Oh, oh, did you hear him zip his pants up? <laughs> yes. He was taking a piss on the air. <laughs> what? He didn't know. Meteorologist Mike Seidel. He's in Sugar Mountain, North Carolina. Hi, Mike. Why? Well, obviously, Mike, not quite ready for us, but let's turn to some other news we're following on this. Uh, oh, maybe he was zipping up his bag. Okay. Saturday night. Hi, you guys. So I'm here with Richard and Katie from the Utah Nordic Alliance of Utah, and you guys are teaching me how to cross-country ski. So give us some bags. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is she drunk? She just don't know how to stand in skis. She just fell over. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Now I'm gonna toss it back to you guys. I just slipped and fell, so I, I tell you what, you slipped. She just went back. It looked like she passed out. That looked like some shit I would do because I don't know how to stand on skis either. So here's my favorite. 
Working for Marvel, the Super Bowl commercial, did you get a lot of reaction to that Super Bowl commercial? What Super Bowl commercial? <laughs> oh, you know what? I my mistake. I, you know see, what? see you're, you're as crazy as the people on Twitter. Right. I'm not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> That's my fault. Oh, I know boy. that. That was my fault. Uh, my mistake. You know what? We uh, don't all look alike. You're <laughs> exactly all black and famous. You are we all guilty. Don't look I am Facebook is down. We're expecting this to, uh, you know, trend on Twitter any moment. Here's the screen grab we have from our newsroom where people are unfortunately having trouble getting on. I got on, but nothing's uploading. Nothing is updating. It just allowed me to send a friend request. That's all. And in all seriousness, on Twitter. This is a news report that Facebook is down? Right. What the fuck? Yep. This is, this is a news when Twitter down. Twitter. Yeah, I just went and checked. Yeah, uh, right now, hashtag Facebook down trending. Facebook says they're working on getting it fixed soon. How about that? The panel said it welcomed the apology, but said some of the financial costs could have been avoided. <laughs> oh, the camera, ah! the camera panned up while she was talking, so you could, it made it like oh, she the was, chair went down. Yeah. Thank you. He says what you're doing is you're doing down the departmental spending because the need to find deeper cuts in spending in government departments. So in real terms, that means spending on things like schools and hospitals. I might give up on that. Um, There's a guy holding an umbrella and uh, it was too windy. Correspondent Nicholas Witchell has the details at Balmoral for us now. Nicholas, what does it say? She asked, she threw it to the guy live on the scene, and he's supposed to be telling her what this report says. He looks at the report, he looks at the camera, he looks at the report, and then he slowly <laughs> walks backwards off camera. Off the air. Without saying a word. What the fuck? And certainly if we look at, you know, the changing complexion uh, of this cabinet compared to the last one, the one yesterday, oh, like and what we can see is that Adam, 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 so called do you want to take a pause? Yep. Do you want to take a pause? No, no, you know, because they've been talking non-stop. Yeah, okay. No, I swallowed a fly, that's all right. Uh, oh, but I, 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 there I, was an old I'm woman. Covered now. Well, Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice breaks his silence today, apologizing to his wife and his fans for the allegations that he attacked his wife, knocking her unconscious in a casino elevator this last February. <laughs> I, I didn't even get that one. She said that, and then it cuts to this Spider-Man clip, which ain't got nothing to do with Ray Rice's apology. Oh, <laughs> Spider-Man fighting the police. Right. Or just some dude. That is not the right video. Oh, that's Roger Goodell's press conference where the guy broke in. What the fuck is wrong with people? Make any oh man! All right, that oh that's enough of this. We've done too much. But oh my god, I I thought that was hilarious. I put it in the chat for people if they want to see it. But 2014, lots of news believers. Um, yeah, everybody want to be live and fresh. Keep your eyes for the New Year's updates. I will, cause somebody's gonna say some fuck cunt taint shit or something live on the air when they put these microphones and cameras in drunk folks' faces. Uh, yeah, they always do for New Year's Eve too. Why New Year's? It's like everyone's been drinking since like noon, right? New Year's and uh, St. Patrick's Day is another day. You're like, why? Yeah. Um, speaking of 2014, 
uh someone uh compiled a list for uh the ap of the some of the people that died in 2014 mm-hmm. um saul zance 92 he's a music uh producer um let's see who else run run shaw 107 pioneer hong kong movie producer Amiri Baraka, 79, militant man of letters and tireless agitators whose blues-based fish-shaking poems, plays, and criticism made him a ground-breaking force in American culture. Uh, let's see, Ariel Sharon, Phyllis Seymour Hoffman, we all know him. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan Mondale, she burned her reputation as Joan of Art, her passion for, her passion for advocacy for arts, while her husband Walter was a vice president and a U.S. ambassador. Uh, Shirley Temple died, 85, this year. I didn't know that little girl was still alive. I mean, she's a grown woman, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? I, I thought she, I thought that was like the 1920s. Yeah, she went on to like become a very powerful woman. Harold, yes, she did. Harold Ramis died. He was 69. Uh, that was in February. Um, let's see. Uh, Mickey Rooney died. He was a pint-sized actor who's uh who had uh, all sorts, he, he had an 80-year career. Wow, 80 years. Long time. Uh, let's see. Rob, Reuben Hurricane Carter died. His wrongful murder conviction became an international symbol of racial injustice. In April, uh, he died April 20th. Uh, who else? Um, trying to pick people I think people know. Maya Angelou died this year, 86. Um uh, let's see, Chuck Noll, Hall of Fame coach for the Super Bowl for the Steelers, Casey Kasem, uh, Tony Gwynn. Uh, lots a lot of famous people, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Tony Ramone, co-founder of the seminal punk band The Ramones. He was the last surviving member of the group, 65. Last surviving member, wow. Um, Robin Williams, 63, probably maybe the biggest death of the year. I think so. For a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Bacall, who was an actress. Um, let's see. Andrew Madoff, which is Bernie Madoff's last surviving son. Wow. Yep. Joan Rivers, 81, comedy uh, icon. Yeah, that was a big one, too. J.L. J. Covan, not a big fan of her work. Uh, Oscar De La Renta, the, uh, the designer for uh fashion that's big he's been around forever seems like mm-hmm. uh see marion barry of course that was in november 78 yeah. years old that was big so um it's crazy uh ralph bayer video game pioneer who created both the precursor to the pong and electronic memory game simon so Man. Oh, talking about that game everybody used to love in the 80s? Beep, boop, beep, beep. Yes, that Yes, game. that shit I, uh, after about round five, I was out because that shit was like, boop, 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 doo, doo, boop, boop, doo, doo, boop, 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 Okay, your turn, bitch. I'm like, nah, I'm out. Uh, Chris Rock and his wife got divorced after 19 years of marriage. They're getting divorced. Wow. He's filed for divorce from his wife, Malak, I guess, or Malak. I don't know how you pronounce it. This is a personal matter. Chris requests privacy as he and Malak work through process and focus on their family. She also re- released a statement. After much contemplation and 19 years of marriage, Chris and I have decided to go our separate ways. 
being fortunate enough to lead a life of service by working with those most vulnerable makes me well aware of life's blessings even when faced with difficulties she continued while recognizing that there is a significant this is a significant change my children remain at the center of my life and their well-being is my top priority it is in the spirit in the spirit that i sincerely ask for the that their privacy and the privacy of our family be respected during this transition in our lifetime in our life you know and the thing is i think they're so famous you almost have to tell everybody you're getting divorced so you can have a semblance of privacy yeah because people are gonna ask anyway but if you don't people will start speculating people mm-hmm. are, well i seen you out with somebody well i seen him out with somebody right mm-hmm. um chris rock uh, according to tmz just got tired of being married uh the one source says this will be a simple divorce no third party involved chris did, did not want to continue in a marriage that was not fulfilling other sources said the divorce won't be contentious uh obviously there's some bad there is some bad blood as tmz previously reported rock complained malak has been preventing him from seeing their two daughters and he is asking for shared legal and physical custody she issued a statement saying uh making it seem like they jointly came to the decision to split but chris people fired back making it clear he was the one that decided to file for divorce. So, I'm sure more stuff will drop soon. Of course. Because he's that famous. Everybody's going to know. Right, and they're going to probably want to know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been an alert issued for California's uh, porn industry as a likely HIV porn set infection is taking place. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, there's very strong evidence that an adult film actor became infected with HIV as a result of unprotected sex on an out-of-state film shoot. Because you have to use condoms in California, but you can film it outside of California and come back and still produce it there, you know. Oh. Yeah, the Department of Public Health uh, said Monday that the male actor tested positive for the virus that causes AIDS after engaging in unprotected sex with several other male actors during two separate film shoots. He had tested negative before the shoot. During the second film shoot, he had symptoms of a viral infection. The actor went to the clinic and had other blood tests that show he had recently become infected with HIV. One actor from the second shoot has tested positive for HIV. According to the health department lab, results indicate that the first actor who tested positive probably transmitted HIV to the second. True. A health department official was unable to immediately release further details Regarding the lab testing and investigation, the alert notes that very early in an HIV infection, the test can be negative, even though the actor really does have HIV. In this case, the actor and production company thought he was HIV negative during the filming, the alert states. Shortly after his negative test, HIV levels of his body rose rapidly to where he could infect other actors through unprotected sex. A California-based trade group for the adult film industry declined to comment. A health department official declined to release any information regarding whether transmission had taken place or which company is involved, citing privacy restrictions, but said the apparent transmission occurred in Nevada. It ha- it's happened before, it's happened now, it's happened now, and this will happen in the future, said Michael Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, president of the Los Angeles-based AIDS Healthcare Foundation. The big lie the industry has been saying all these years is that there's no onset transmissions has been proven to be untrue. The foundation championed an ordinance adopted by Los Angeles County voters in 2012 requiring actors 
in pornographic films to use condoms. The porn industry has fought the ordinance saying having actors use condoms will interfere with the film's fantasy element by subjecting viewers to real world concerns like pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases. A federal appeals court recently ruled the ordinance does not violate First Amendment rights. Several porn companies have moved shoots out of the county over the last two years in response to the ordinance. The number of porn filmmakers applying for permits in L.A. County has declined sharply from 485 in 2012 to 40 in 2013. Goddamn. The last confirmed onset HIV infection was 2004. After that, the porn industry adopted monthly testing for a range of STDs. Last month, the industry increased testing every 14 days after a woman performs uh, after a woman who performs under the name Cameron Bay contracted HIV, her diagnosis triggered a moratorium on adult film production until all performers who worked with her were medically cleared. So, another HIV alert. Yeah, because the thing about it is that, honestly, they get tested so frequently, the problem is that when they fuck somebody outside of the group, like, that's a lot of times where the problem comes, and then they come back in. Yep. Plato got in trouble because they have a toy that looks a little bit like a dick. <laughs> uh, hey, kids. Would you like a Play-Doh dick? <laughs> what color you want? Purple, blue, green? Uh, Yeah, it's um. Uh, apparently it was a retail price of $20 called Play-Doh Sweet Shop Cake Mountain Playset. Oh, it looks, oh, it looks like a, uh, yeah, it looks like you can plug it in or put some double D's in it and go on a bunch of business. Uh, as observed by Uproxx, parents who bought uh, their children the set for Christmas have been posting their complaints on the company's Facebook page with photos. The poor social media manager in charge of the account has been deleting the photos, but it would appear the dick has gone viral. Of course. All dicks go viral. We know this. Um, so <laughs> here's some of the parents' t- tweets and Facebook messages. Nini Del Moral says... What was the concept of this? Why couldn't this be another form or shape? And it's just a picture of the Play-Doh and the dick. Right. And it it literally looks like a dick, y'all. This is not okay. This completely ruined our Christmas because my daughters love Play-Doh and their new blank, 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 blank. Why would you delete the picture of your dildo toy? They spelled it D-I-L-D-O-H like Play-Doh. <laughs> you made it. There shouldn't be anything you sell to kids that can't po- post on Facebook, correct? Uh, and it's, this is a picture of the dildo on, like, uh, some type of furry animal. Yeah. I salute the designer who somehow managed to get this Play-Doh icing maker past their bosses. Right. And approved. Uh, last retweet. If your kid sees that's a penis, they probably have no interest in Play-Doh for Christmas. It does not ruin Christmas. Yeah, it doesn't ruin Christmas. I think people were being way over the top. Yeah, your kids will play with that shit. It won't think twice. They're not going to panic until you panic. Right. I mean, they don't know that it's a dick, and if they do, then why are they playing with You Play-Doh? got more concerns than Play-Doh. Promise you that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were planning, they told the TV station in Tulsa they were planning on replacing it with something less phallic, but it was, you know, they didn't have enough time between that and Christmas to do it. Why did they even hit, hit the store shelves is the largest question. I don't know. Uh, Chinese uh, police have broke up an adult breastfeeding prostitution ring. Oh, is it illegal to breastfeed? Well, you know, this is what Justin is into. 15 people have been arrested in Beijing in connection with prostitution ring, which uses websites to connect young mothers with men who pay to be breastfeed by them, breastfed by them. <laughs> the Ministry of Public Security announced that police forces from Beijing and Hubei, Hubei and Hubei, 
Hebei and Hubei and the Jiang Z, um, I'd be confused with Jay Z provinces in China were involved in breaking up the two gangs involved in the ring. Damn. Oh, so basically after women have babies, your, your breasts produce milk and they was like, we'll suck on it and we'll pay you. Your baby ain't paying you shit. How are you going to be in the breastfeeding gang? You know what I mean? Hey, you, hey, you got a clientele. I mean, but I'm just saying they had a gang around this. Gang around them breasts. Uh, police began investigating after the Beijing news reported the existence of websites on which women were offering to breastfeed adults. More than 200 people across China allegedly paid for the service with prices discussed on instant messaging apps and photographs of a selection of mothers provided for customers to choose from. You know what's funny is there's so many advocates on Twitter that will lose their shit if you talk about sexualizing breastfeeding as like a joke or something. Um, like I've had to block a couple people because it's like they just went crazy and nuts about their one fucking thing they had an issue about. Right. It's like, leave me alone. You know, I made a joke. But, um, I didn't realize people was out here paying to suck these breast titties, like, mm-hmm. and women is letting them do it. So, in my opinion, I don't see nothing wrong with sexualizing some breast, uh, uh, sucking if that's what y'all want to do. I, I, I mean, more power to you. It's a consenting adults. Um, so no more shaming me for making those jokes. Fuck y'all. It really happened. No, I don't see no shame in it. And a lot of people over-sexualize breast anyway. Most people do anyway. Yeah. It's a part of the body. But, I mean, is it over-sexualizing if you really is letting them suck on them breasts for $9? No, no. Nope. Then they ain't over-sexualized. That's just sexualizing. And if you agree with that and it's your boobies, then more power to you. Ain't nobody going to stop you. I, I don't have no problem with, with uh, people sucking on your breasts as long as you consider because the thing about it, kids latch and smack and suck on their breasts for free. And I'm trying to tell you, a lot of mothers have kids sucking on their breasts and got teeth and biting them and all that other bullshit. You're going to deal with that. Get paid for that shit. More than 200 people across China allegedly paid for the service with prices discussed on the instant messaging apps and photographs of a selection of, other, of mothers provided for customers to choose from. Potential subscribers to the service were offered membership de- deals costing $9 a week or 780 yuan a year, providing them with access to details of willing mothers. As part of the newspaper investigation, a reporter arranged to be breastfed for a thousand yuan by a 23-year-old mother who also offered to have sex with him for a further 1,500 yuan. The woman said only those who offered sexual services in addition to breastfeeding were assured regular work. So they also basically turn into prostitution too. Like, correct. If you want us to let people suck your titties, you're gonna have to fuck them too. So yeah, that, I can see where that's wrong. She said one website offered customers a monthly service costing forty thousand yuan for breastfeeding and fifty thousand yuan for breastfeeding plus sex. Some other, which means, which is crazy, because forty thousand of the yuan is just the sucking them titties. Like that's right. You think it would be reversed? Like you can get ten forty thousand dollars for fucking them. And we'll throw on breast teeth on top if that's what you want, but they come for the breastfeeding. Right. Some mothers, mothers only breastfed their babies once a day or stop breastfeeding them all together in order to provide for clients. Last year, AFP reported that human breast milk had become a luxury for China's rich and is regarded in some regions as having healing properties with firms uh, offering a human breast milk service for adults and children. Adults can drink it directly through breastfeeding or they can always drink it from a breast pump if they feel embarrassed said Lin Jun, owner of Zing Zing Yu, a domestic service company that provides a service. Wet nurses that serve adults get paid up to $2,600, nearly four times the monthly average. 
on social media critics denounce the service as showing the moral degradation of china's rich sexual arousal by breastfeeding is known as milk fetishism and is also known as lactophilia police uh chinese police announced that eight eighty seven thousand people have been arrested this year for their alleged involvement in prostitution and gambling so breast 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 prostitutes can mm-hmm. I, I don't see nothing wrong with that yeah if everybody can sit the adults and nobody getting raped or doing it against their will what's the problem yeah I, I mean i don't have a problem with it at all Mm-mm. um yeah uh let's see what else we got here uh a doctor had his medical license revoked after he assisted six people with to with suicide to, with suicide so he assisted to help them kill themselves. Yeah, I believe. And they were they withdrew his me- medical license. Yep, because they're like, look, your whole thing is to save lives. You can't be out here killing people. Well, his thing was, hey, I'm not, I'm not practicing medicine when I do this. This is just, you know, uh, he said he acted as an exit guy for the six patients as medical doctor for the uh, final exit network. The document says each patient died of helium inhalation. The order doesn't identify the patient. It says the first death was in 2004 and the latest was in 2008. Um, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess if he was showing them how to administer the helium or whatever, then he is using his medical expertise to help them learn how to kill themselves. True. But at the same time, I don't think that he's wrong for it. Like, yeah, I, if I, the people want to die and they were going to kill themselves anyway, and he figured out a way to help them in a humane way so that they don't suffer and shit and so that they do it right, I mean, I don't know that he's a, you know, like, I guess he's not going to jail, but I guess you just can't be a licensed physician and do shit like that. Right. That has a lot to do with why people, whenever they do the, um, the uh the death thing uh the uh what they um do give you the injections a lot of times there's not a licensed physician in the vicinity and a lot of those people are not licensed because no licensed doctor would, would want to do that because they would be scrutinized for taking people's lives and if somebody is associated or give them any type of medication all that stuff is confidential because you know people flip a food when you talk about taking people's lives mm. yeah it was in maryland so, um, but yeah, he got his license revoked for that shit. Yeah, because, you know, they feel like you take an oath and your oath is to save lives. Your oath is not to take lives. Fort Bragg schools have reversed their ban on I Can't Breathe t-shirts for their the kids that were in the tournament. Good. Faced with litigation threats and growing public opposition, Fort Bragg school officials Monday afternoon reversed their controversial ban on athletes wearing t-shirts with the slogan I Can't Breathe during pregame warmups at a three-day high school basketball tournament. But the implications of that decision remain unclear Monday night with the Mendocino boys coach vowing to prevent any of his athletes from playing in the tournament if they wear the T-shirts during warm-up and the girls' team still awaiting word on whether they could have participate or not. So basically they say, hey, we can't constitutionally ban this shit, but and we don't want to face any lawsuits, but the coaches can still be like, you can't wear that shirt. Correct. They cannot play in the game. They don't wear their uniform boys Varsity coach Jim Young said, I'm not banning anything. I'm requiring them to wear a uniform. Aimed at keeping, po- on. On Aimed at keeping political battles off the court, the ban instead inflamed the local debate about the nationwide protest 
over police killings of unarmed black men. The T-shirts are being worn in support of the families of Eric Garner, the New York black man who died after police put him in a chokehold. He reportedly told police, I can't breathe multiple times. Bitch, who saw it on camera, reportedly shit. What? what is, do, do your fucking research. But some local residents say the move was disrespectful of area law enforcement and comes at a time when the community is still mourning Mendocino County Sheriff Deputy Rick, Ricky Del Fiorentino, who was killed earlier this year by a Oregon fugitive on a crime spree. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's not, not disrespectful to the police. Mm-mm. It, I mean, was he, did he die while giving someone a chokehold and killing them and being a dirty cop? Then it's not disrespectful to him at all. Members of the high school girls varsity team who became the focus of the band in a vitriolic online debate lauded what they called a victory for free speech. I'm just happy our voices were heard, said Naomi Baker. Uh, but they also said they regretted that some people assumed they were being critical of law enforcement, uh, it was not intended for local officers, said team member Jen Jackson. The ban prevented the girls' basketball team from playing in a tournament because they refused to comply with the prohibition. School officials said they banned the girls because they feared the debate would turn violent. Why would it turn violent? And then I had a resource to protect them. Three members I of... I don't believe that. They, they, so, the whole thing is that we're trying to cover our asses. Yeah. Three members of private security company Lear Asset Manager patrolled the school grounds Monday. But there were no signs of trouble. Of course there weren't. So, Because, so like, y'all making the situation. I know most people in real life, like, everybody online, all that shit, you know, big and bad. But most people in real life look at that shit and go, okay, and move away. The average person ain't going to run, run up and punch you and attack you and rip the fucking shirt off of you because you're wearing it in public. They're not going to do that. Why? Because they have to deal with the consequences of you physically being there whooping their ass if they put their hands on you. Everybody, uh... Is big and bad and uh, these keyboard uh, brave when it comes to online shit. A lot of people take those all those fears a lot of times and want to portray them in a real life and act like people are just these uncivil savages is just fucking going to jump out the bushes and attack your ass just because they don't goddamn agree with you. But a lot of it is just people on the motherfucking internet that think that think uh, that they their voices are louder than it actually is in reality. Um. So, yeah, the Fort Bragg School District dropped the ban in face of threatened litigation and growing opposition, including a Monday morning protest by members of the team and some 50 supporters outside of the high school. While the tournament was underway, um, they said, I think it's important to support the girls' team, said Lynette Short, who's a resident. Um, Several protesters carried signs proclaiming black and brown lives matter and I can't breathe. The district did rethink its policy, said the school's district attorney, Patrick Wilson. But that doesn't mean they believe it violated any laws, he said. Litigating the case likely would take years. It cost tens of thousands of dollars, he said. The girls' team learned late Monday that the Fort Bragg Unified School District decided to abandon the ban. The reversal likely comes too late for them to play in the tournament. They already were replaced by a team from Covello, and their first game took place Monday morning. But discussions currently are underway between the ACLU and school officials to add an additional game for the Mendocino girls and Mark Woods, who contacted the ACLU about the case. His son, Connor, is on the Mendocino Boys varsity team. Members of the boys' teams also had been wearing the T-shirts before games, but most agreed they adhered to the Fort Bragg High demand not to wear T-shirts so they could participate in the tournament. Connor Woods chose not to play rather than comply. Boys' teams members are also glad the band is lifting and at least one expects to exercise his new freedom during Tuesday's warm-up. I'm planning on wearing my shirt, said Sean Simmons. Well, your coach sound like he's not okay with that. Right. 
whether he or other players will get the opportunity remains to be seen young said monday evening that only players who wear their school issue uniforms will be allowed to play in the tuesday 9 a.m game 9 a.m i thought they was in high school yeah they are out for break for christmas yeah. break a lot of people a lot of them don't go back to school to after the first of the year yeah um so anyway i just thought that was interesting that they overturned that that ban um good for them i guess i'm glad yeah and uh, yeah it's just amazing how people i don't know it's just crazy how people just fucking panic and just and a lot of it is of the adults actually in the situation who act like oh my gosh you can't do this if you do this i've been reading no line you know the all these people gonna come out here and burn shit down but you reported there was no problems and you reported there was no trouble right okay Mm-hmm. Um, a misspelled sign may have cost a high school principal her job. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> uh, principal basically put up a sign. You know how you had those signs before school or whatever, or you on your way into school, like, you know, have a great day, and then like a, a inspirational quote or something. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let me see if I can play this video from the news. <laughs> Oh, okay. Got a little advertiser here. Bringing you Verizon or AT&T. Bill. Just mute that. But um, yeah, they uh, let me get the volume back up. Okay, here we go. Spell check at a city construction site, and the misspelled word is not making store owners happy at all. I'm news reporter Jeff Ealing joining us live with this story, Jeff. Dave, it's not easy to do business in a construction zone. Store owners said they've been asking for a long time to get special signs put up, letting customers know that their businesses were still open during the construction. Wait, I don't think this is the same. It uh, no, it's, the video's not even related to the story. Son of a oh, bitch. Oh, it's That's a- about a misspelled sign for business owners. This is different. A principal okay. is being reassigned after a misspelled sign was displayed for more than a week outside of a New Jersey school. The message on the sign above the entranceway to Patterson Public School number 20 in- included three mes- mistakes. December was spelled Dicember, D-I-C-E-M-B-E-R. You ain't had an English teacher's come and help you, baby. Report was spelled as Report, R-E-E-P-O-R. And the one was placed backwards for 31. Ah, ah. The errors drew ire of the school Patterson, of the Patterson School Board of education member Corey Teague, who saw a photo of the misspelled sign on Facebook. At first, I didn't believe it, he told CBS New York. I thought it was Photoshop or something. When Teague found out it was real, he shared the photo on Facebook. How can we expect our children to learn how to spell when the administration can't? And this is what happened when you have uh, not qualified teachers also that y'all keep mm-hmm. hiring. They fuck them and can't spell. Yeah, well, when you pay them $10 a year. Right. You know, you might not get the best quality uh, education there. Correct. Because you're not going to pay them. Um, typically, people get what they pay for. You never heard that before? Ain't that the truth. Uh, he said, we must be held to a higher standard. We can't assume because it's an urban district, inner city, that things like this can be swept over. He told the CBS affiliate, if I were in a suburban neighborhood parent, I would be outraged. School officials told NJ.com that the lettering was placed by a custodian and the sign was near an entrance not normally used by staff. After the gaffe was picked up by several local news outlets, Antoinette Young, the school's principal, was reassigned as vice principal as at a different school. I guess I can understand because I guess 
if if english is in your first language and so let's say the the janitor was latino that might be how you say stuff report that might be how you think it sounds english language is pretty uh fucked up instead of somebody December, right instead of somebody spelling it out was like look i want the board to look like this right they just told him like yeah tell him december 2014 right and they just left it in there and it was like fuck it i'll spell it how i spell it in my own language mm-hmm. i guarantee you that's what happened several news outlets picked up the gaff uh and uh so the vice principal got reassigned the school district did not disclose a reason for her demotion but young art was already under review for unrelated performance is- is- issues oh you don't say right this is just an excuse which may not have nothing to do with her ass yep she some some uh parents are like what about all the good shit she's done for the kids you know we don't want to see her go yeah, like, they say bitch can't spell bye <laughs> right <laughs> oh man what a way to lose your job correct or, or get devoted a spelling mistake and you ain't even really do it right you she, went, you she just didn't, didn't put, check right she didn't put the board up yeah um so uh you know uh a fan of the show a co-host of where's on 40 acres mike mm-hmm. he sent us um a remix to uh meet me at temecula oh shit yeah um, now we kind of remixed our own cells yesterday uh by adding a bunch of horns and shit to it ah. but i guess uh he asked probably like an official remix <laughs> yeah he has some other ideas in mind so let me download this real quick and uh we can listen to this but yeah I, um he said i was listening to your show decide to take your brilliant ratchet dj sound effects shenanigans <laughs> and go even further with the idea if you're gonna play um, Hold on. If you're going to play that dude's song for Justin tomorrow, well, Justin's not here, I'd be honored if you could slide this into the mix. Uh, if y'all are as amused as I, is with it as I am. So let's, uh, let's listen to it. It's our first time listening to it live on the air. All right. Here we go. That Mike, beat. Hey, Mike went and uh, it's the same beat, I think. Well, Mike mastered it, I think. Because you know, Mike's uh, an audio engineer for a trade. That's right, what he does. For a living, right. Okay, I done finally came to get the job done. Ain't another nigga that can double for me. Must have been a baby by his daddy. Daddy don't want trouble for me. Just me and me. Just me and me. You don't see you was really in the streets. I'm the nigga that these haters want to see. All it takes is 30 minutes in your cheeks and your jeans. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Decision. 
another nigga that can come in for me. He must have been a lady like his daddy. Now he don't want playing and he don't want trouble for me. Just need me, just need me. You gon' see I was really in the streets. I'm the nigga that these haters wanna see. All it took is 30 minutes in the G. Just need me. It wasn't easy, it wasn't easy, I was doing from the TV I was just a BG, he was screaming, fuck the PD Yo, was somebody in the screaming, when the DJ's trying to DM me It was hard to see him leaving, over an STD Oh shit Yo, DJ, are you done mixing yet? Your DJ has only just begun Yeah! Hit the mic! It was the easiest ride in the city I need to get the receipts. I was in the deep deep. You was in the cheap seats. In the beastly, like three Z's. I'm smoking these trees, but you know with these beats. And you never can be fucking with no e sheets. Bitch niggas, that's what I call these PCs. The nigga that these haters wanna see. All it takes is 30 minutes in your G. When they said that uh the cheap seat lines, I was in knee deep, you was in the cheap, cheap seats, seats, like three Z's. You, you know, that shit. Oh, that was excellent, Mike. Was Thank you. Like three Z's. Um uh Chicago boys letter asking for safety gets a reply from President Obama. Um NBC Chicago. Uh President Obama responded to a letter from an Inglewood team who asked Santa for safety. Um, this is uh, December 29th. Games, toys, and clothes are usually on a child's Christmas wish list. But one boy who lives in Chicago's Englewood neighborhood asked for something that caught the president's attention. He just wants to be safe. Regina Waldrop is here with more on that story. Dick and Mary and Michelle DiGiacomo has been in charge of a letter to Santa Charity for 13 years. She's read a lot of heartbreaking letters from children, but the one from Malik Bryant left her speechless. We start getting letters in early November. The charity Michelle DiGiacomo runs from her home gets thousands of letters to Santa from Chicago public school students. Certain ones just touch me, and I try to go the extra mile. But one letter this year from a 13-year-old boy named Malik overwhelmed her. Dear Santa, Malik lives in the city's Inglewood neighborhood. He doesn't ask for a computer, video games, or clothes. Instead... He asked Santa for something that's not material at all. All I ask for is for safety. I just want to be safe. The Giacomo wondered what she could do. 
how do you give a child safety? She decided right. that President Obama needed to see this letter. So she contacted her congressman, Representative Michael Quigley. My staff and I thought, let's see if we can get the White House to respond. Malik's letter made its way to the president. I know it meant something to him uh, coming from Chicago. Over the weekend, he opened an envelope from the White House and President Obama. Please know your security is our, is our priority for me and everything I do as president. DiGiacomo says the letter has given Malik hope. She's now focused on finding Malik and his family a home where they can have the safety he asked Santa for. In a safe neighborhood where he can go outside and play basketball. Michelle DiGiacomo has given herself three days to find a safe home for Malik and his family. Congressman Quigley says he wants to meet Malik, and who knows, a meeting with the president, that might be next. Dick? Man. Wow. And you know what? A lot of people might bypass that and be like, whatever, but for a lot of kids, this shit is real. It's mm -hmm. like, I can't even enjoy life if I'm not safe. Yeah, and if he, uh... If he didn't care, he wouldn't have answered that letter. Correct. You know, as much as people try to accuse him of being above all this shit with race, like, he obviously cares. Or else he would have just been like, fuck it, I'm not, not even going to talk about it. Like, Right. Why are you sending this shit to me? And obviously, race is not a problem in America. And shout out to that lady was like, look, I'm getting my, I, we working hard. I'm getting myself three days to get y'all somewhere to stay. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely big. Um... Uh, FSU lecturer loses their job over uh, filthy rodent Muslims. Uh, post that she put on, uh, I think, what was this, on Facebook or something? A senior business communications instructor at Florida State University. Well, isn't that ironic? These people and their degrees in communication and public social media person and you're like what the fuck your whole this is your whole job a series of facebook posts containing curse words and derogatory remarks has led to the resignation of a florida state university business school instructor eyewitness news reporter andy alcock has details and reaction now former fsu business instructor deborah o'connor admits she was engaged in this facebook thread about a shooting in cleveland ohio and the ferguson missouri case in that thread, O'Connor posted 17 times using multiple curse words and derogatory words for homosexuals and mentally challenged people. O'Connor referred to President Obama and Attorney General Eric Holder as blank clowns. She wrote, never again will this country elect a black president. She used the phrase filthy rodent Muslims and noted, I teach at a university. When you're in charge of molding the minds of young people, you're supposed to be held to a higher standard. And that's what was the tipping point for me. Susie Sharp captured the thread and then sent an email to many top FSU and City of Tallahassee leaders. In a resignation letter to the dean of the business school, O'Connor notes she has a master's and Ph.D. from FSU and had taught there for 18 years. She wrote her resignation was the path of least resistance, but I do not believe the punishment fits the crime. After the dean replied accepting her resignation, O'Connor wrote back in part, is there any chance the story can be suppressed to minimize further injury to my reputation? Ah. Thanks, and go Knowles. That's surprising to me just because you know, I never experienced that sort of thing in her class. Sharp says she believes the university did the right thing and will pray for O'Connor. Andy Alcock, WCTV Eyewitness News. A university spokesman confirmed that FSU leaders received the email with a Facebook thread containing O'Connor's comments. A colleague tells us O'Connor had planned to retire at the end of the spring semester. 
I love when racist people hit the news and the people that are putting them on blast like, you know, this could have effects on my career. Could we just like squash this story? No, bitch, no. You shouldn't have said the shit. Right. Also, if you post 17 times in a Facebook thread and you're cussing and shit, chances are it's not working out too well anyway. You probably said a bunch of shit you would like to take back at some point. Right. It's like once your job is like, hey, tap you on the shoulder, be like, uh, bitch, you need to retire. We're going to fire you. Uh, then you be like, oh, oh, there are real world consequences to me posting Yeah, she said shit. I work at a university. And you don't think somebody's going to investigate? Your government name all over this. All over it. She says, you elected POTUS holder at all, and they are supposedly to, supposed to represent all Americans, not just blacks. Why don't those ass clowns insert themselves into their stories? Uh, she was just getting started as the thread went on, and she engaged, and others engaged her. Uh, her comments took an increasingly racist, homophobic, and just plain mean bent. Take your northern faggot, spelled wrong, take your northern faggot elitism and shove it up your ass. I teach at a university, you asshole. What do you do? Well, yeah. I get people at universities fired. I Googles. Right, and just because you have a master's, and I, this is the thing. I think she has a master's, Karen. Oh, a master's and a PhD? Yeah. I got a master's degree. Because I'm, you know, I own slaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are an intellectual fraud. You're just like your messiah. Obama has single-handedly turned our once great society into a ghetto culture, revi- rivaling that of Europe. France is almost at war because of his filthy rodent Muslims who are attacking native Frenchmen and women. What the fuck Obama got to do with a fucking French? Well, what the hell is wrong with people? I just looked at your picture. What do you do for a living? I'm signing off now. I do. I don't talk to you people. I'm just well, telling you. You people uh, got your ass fired, didn't they? You know what's so funny to me is this is what I try to stress on the show all the time because I feel like sometimes people become surrounded by like a circle of like like-mindedness and circle right. of people that are the same race, same mm-hmm. thing. The pe- people's job, like I saw someone today, and I'm sure maybe it's controversial to say. I'm sure people would disagree with me. I don't really give a fuck. But um, my man uh, and one for Block, um, he was saying how uh, Dan from originally for Words Forty Acres, he was saying how people were, how he thinks De Blasio needs to play it tougher against the police and shit. And I was like. But you saw what happened when he said basically what I would say amounts to common sense. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to my black son. They blamed him for the murder of two cops. Mm-hmm. They said he. They basically said he killed two police officers. Yes, they did. With with not with not with some crazy radical let's go kill the police stance. Mm-hmm. Just with common sense, I have to talk to my son. This you know we have to look at how we interact with the police and stuff because it's very dangerous. All of a sudden, he's anti-police. He got officers killed. And this guy was like, well, you know, just, you just gotta go in there and tell them, you know, you know, basically that, hey, uh, get tough on them. Let them know, let them know the real. And I was like, it, there's two sides of this shit. And one right. side, because, you know, he's a pretty, um, like a liberal person. I think he's kind of surrounded by that kind of saying, I think liberals make this mistake a lot. You surround yourself with liberals and you just think it makes so much common sense and you forget. More than half the country is batshit fucking crazy. Yes, they are. And your ideas are actually extremely radical to them. Correct. Even your passable, like the ideas that you think, pick the idea you think that liberal is like, you know, like universal health care, not single payer. 
that's a compromise that was hard to get past yes it was because they th- they call that socialism this is not single payer this isn't a government-run health care this is mm-hmm. just privatized funneling funneling of health care to privatized uh providers Ooh. it is treated like he said take rich people's money and just give it to poor people the and end that's not what he said and it's one of those things and it just i don't know it's just fucking frustrating are you talking into your mic am i i don't know you sound low go ahead i'm talking about oh, headphones oh i did back up i'm sorry okay can you hear me now yeah go ahead okay and i guess my i guess the biggest problem i have is like uh, like you say it's, it's things where you're looking at people like what the fuck is wrong with you and you know what the people on the other side looking at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How dare we have single payer health care and drop everybody's uh, uh, cost of health care? And how dare we care for people, homeless people and people in poverty? How dare we do this? You know, fuck them people. That's technically what they're saying. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, like you say, people better realize you get surrounded with these bubbles and you better realize a lot of people don't agree with you. Well, like on Twitter, my man Dan, he says, uh he uh he was talking about the police and i was like you know the police are fucking crazy mm-hmm. they have the guns and you have to they they don't if they decide not to go along they just don't go along right and so he was like well i disagree as the mayor they work for you the broader public supports reform and unions are ultimately at our mercy so de blasio just has pressure points that he can met that he can leverage politicians are tools and they aren't worth much if they're not going to work when they're needed and i said yeah but every tool is not a hammer that's true and, now and, and and in theory on the internet we can say this shit yes you can in real life he didn't even talk tough no he and did. they blamed him for murder and it wouldn't be so fucking bad if half of our society didn't want to run with it like it really wouldn't be so bad like i would understand where dan's coming from i would understand where a lot of people are coming from if society would operate on the common sense level that we talk about, where they, Correct. if society would say, look, the president, Al Sharpton, and Bill de Blasio aren't anti-police. They don't want the police to fucking die. Right. If we could get the society to agree on that and not have a debate about it, every time it comes up, we'd be fine. But when CNN is running cops under fire, after before these cops even got shot, they're running cops under fire when literally there are dead black people in the street that disconnect is so fucking large yes it is that it that i think people the reality of the situation just hasn't kicked in because every like one of the things about the internet especially is you can surround yourself in a bubble where just your point of view is a is, is the one that's valid and when you do argue it's all like nuanced points of view of the same goal like yeah hey i think it's this way oh well i think it's that way but you're still arguing like i think this will work to get the police in line well i think that will work to get the police in line but then you have a whole nother segment of society that no one talks that well in these circles we don't talk to because they don't talk to us and vice versa that is just like no 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 the police need to get the niggers in line right so i don't even know like there's nothing wrong with what the police are doing they like people somehow i don't i guess because they spend so much time like like i said in these circles the mm-hmm. big picture escapes them because they raised more money for darren wilson than they did for mike brown more 
do you, you do realize that right right somebody they were shot and killed somebody there were people there's not supposed to be sides of this shit but there were people who formed sides and then when the sides were formed the police got all got most of the support that's the crazy shit that's going on and i think that's what people don't realize like so so it's kind of you know getting back to this um people like this exist in their bubbles i'm sure and then she took her shit outside her bubble she went on someone else's facebook page talked this crazy shit right and then her ass got hemmed up for talking like a crazy person right they on the like, internet um bitch we don't agree with you and you sound like a fucking lunatic yeah i mean i'm glad she lost her job me obviously too. you know me too i wouldn't want you at my university and represent my school posting all this dumb shit and you got all these degrees and what people fed realize a degree does not make you goddamn smart a lot of people fed realize there's a lot of people with a lot of higher education this fucking dumb as bricks education doesn't make you smart yeah, she said that shit on her web Facebook page, guaranteed thousands, hundreds of times. Nobody says shit because we're all operating these circles, man. Everyone's in these circles. But uh, yeah, you know th- this is why you don't like where where I think liberal people would allow to see hard hitting rhetoric from the president, from De Blasio, from this. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't think you're gonna see it mostly because they're good people, right? Like, and this is one of the things about being a good person. A good person that is pragmatic, that is smart, typically does not operate on these emotional levels. Now, I'm not saying there's no other good people that are, you know, I'm not saying those are the only kind of people that are good. I'm just saying these people that got elected, they weren't super duper like extreme left, militant left guys. Right. And they, they, they were just people that were like, we should work together. Republicans have some good ideas. Democrats have some good ideas. Right, and they didn't Let's campaign find a compromise. on these extremists, these right. extreme things. So y'all holding them to a standard that they didn't even campaign on. Right. Let's let's ca- let's try to work together. And then one side is just so fucking insane that I think even those of us who are you know extremely rational about this, we get upset when like man, fuck them, just like railroad them bitches. Like why even listen to them? They're not listening to you. They don't care what you have to say. But I think these people are just dogmatic. Like, they're like, no, I'm going to stick to the thing that I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to find a way to work my way and get the uh, and get the, the, the things I campaign for. Not, you know, not have an emotional response and be angry and shit. And I feel like it ends up basically folding in on these guys. Like, every side is against them. You know, like, I didn't, like, I had no idea people didn't like de blasio that were left you know what i mean like to me it seems so weird <laughs> i don't know it's sometimes i just feel like republicans are winning mm-hmm. the 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 right is winning i feel like they're just gonna right. continue to win yes they are and they're gonna continue to strip people yeah i just feel like they're winning everything because i mean democrats do have some level of um of of just morality that is above and beyond just winning at all costs on on a lot of things right but then it's like once they get upset then they just kind of do become republicans where just win at all costs just whatever it takes to po- force our point of view it doesn't matter stop trying to convince people stop trying to have nuance stop trying to make incremental steps just bully our shit through and i just don't think they have the backbone to do it like because it's going to always be divided and i also don't think the people they elect are those type of people you know there's Correct. no there's no black version of george w bush 
Oh no, no, and it no. never will be. There's no black version of uh Dick Cheney. There's just no. It's just, I mean, not black. There's no democratic version of Dick Cheney. There's no. They just don't have it. There, there never will be. How can a C average student become the goddamn president? But he, but he became the president. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not. I don't mean it on to. I'm not even talking about his intelligence. I'm just talking about this idea of being a rubber stamp for every idea. True. I just can't see it because we like we have too many people on the left that are more like they're more nuanced they're more you know they talk things out they think things out they don't railroad shit through you know and i think that's the frustrating part of it for people that are super liberal but as somebody that's not very like i'm kind of a centrist a moderate to me i'm more like but i agree with these people i agree with the blasio that at some point because of how the city is you are going to have to work with the police. Yes, you are. Like, you can go on the internet and say fuck the police from your right. private account. But de Blasio can't be saying fuck the police. No. He can barely even say I have to worry about my kid with the police because they feel like that is saying fuck the police. Lord knows what would happen to him if he actually came out and was like, yeah, fuck the police. Yeah, fuck around and kill him. You just never know, man, because people are I don't know crazy. that they would kill him. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say that. I think that's going too far. But I'm just saying, what, what they, they had an adverse reaction to the littlest thing. Right. I don't think the police would go kill him and, and, for and, and for, I, for and saying that. I don't mean that. it's kid like that. It's just one of those things where if you're willing to turn your back on him while he's speaking, something happened, you'll be willing to turn your back on him in other situations. Yeah, I do be think life and death yeah, for him. Like That's withhold, what, right? I don't know about life or death, but withhold their assistance. Correct. Yeah, I can see that. You in, know. In, in, in critical situations, because you feel like he turned yeah, his back on like you. Like, we're not going to be a good security detail for Correct. this guy. Correct. We're, right. We're so. not going to do everything that we need to do to help protect you and all this other shit. Why? Because we feel like you turned our back, your back on us. So we're going to do just enough. Chipotle's uh, chief had to apologize to NYPD because a worker, when the New York police walked in, said, hands up, don't shoot. He did that gesture. When the police came in. So they apologized to the police. Chipotle apologized? Yeah. For a customer? No, for a worker who did hands up, don't shoot when okay. the police came in. Um, They were headed to downtown Brooklyn restaurant for a notch when greeted with the employees at making a hands up, don't shoot gesture. We work very hard to ensure that every customer in our restaurant feels welcome and is treated with respect. Clearly, the actions of this crew member undermined that effort. They confirmed the non-uniformed officers were dissed with the anti-cop gesture when they arrived December 16th. <laughs> the, the, see, the news is already saying it's anti-cop. Well, it's a, it's disrespectful because that's what this stands for, disrespect. So they're already saying that, saying, please don't kill me or, hey, police officers are killing people. They already saying it's disrespectful to even say it. How do you win? How do you win? I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Contrary to a report from an NYPD Facebook page, the officers would not refuse service, but instead chose to leave after encountering this gesture. We have conducted a review of the incident, including interviews with the crew and review of video footage from security camera. Our investigation has shown that this appears to have been a spontaneous, unplanned action taken by an individual crew member and was not 
a coordinated effort by the staff of the restaurant. Of course it wasn't. Everybody else trying to work. They said they've taken appropriate action, probably fired somebody. Correct. Against the offending employee, but declined to go into the specifics. The incident sparked a boycott of this particular Chipotle Mexican grill by cops from the nearby 84th uh, precinct, many of whom were regulars there. High-ranking police source uh, noted the Chipotle apology came after two officers from that precinct were executed December 20th by a cop-hating maniac. Now everybody wants to be the cop's friends, the source said. Ironically, this is the same Chipotle that got in trouble two years ago after it was reported that workers are giving officers in uniform a 50% discount. So, oh, man. Um, and, yeah, that could be why they frequently frequent there because, shit, they got half off their fucking food. Well, you know, since that dude said he was going to kill the cops on Instagram and then he wouldn't kill the cops, they've been busting more and more people for online stuff, right? Of course. This dude, Jeremiah Perez, um, apparently got arrested for threatening the police. Uh, but in a series of posts a month uh, this month, a uh, group identifying itself as vets hunting cops threatened retribution for every innocent cop, citizen cops heal, kill. On December 16th, the group stated, join us and kill any cop or any retired cop. The comment was flagged by Google and referred last week to the FBI. A subsequent investigation traced the posting to the Colorado Springs, Colorado home of Jeremiah Perez, 33, who was a member of the U.S. Armed Forces, according to U.S. District Court complaint. During the December 18th search of the home, Perez, pictured in the above mugshot, reportedly confessed to making the YouTube comment saying that his writings became more and more, much more violent following the shooting of an unarmed African-American man in Ferguson, Missouri. His YouTube comments, Perez said, were a way to maintain, uh, to remain anonymous while posting antagonizing arguments targeting law enforcement. Um, and they were intended to cause fear. Perez said that he posed as vets hunting cops since he realized that other groups such as the KKK offered legitimacy to their arguments by being part of a large organization. Along with the threats directed at law enforcement, Perez allegedly wrote that that he can't wait to kill you fake patriots on the right. An FBI review of his computer revealed online searches for kill Sarah Palin, kill Barack Obama, find and kill Darren Wilson, other searches involved Fox News. Kill Wills Waldo. Kill Bill O'Reilly, locate Bill O'Reilly's house, and Google Maps for Fox News headquarters. When questioned about his search history, Perez claimed he never intended to follow through with any of the violent acts he was researching. Perez was named yesterday in a criminal complaint, accusing him of making interstate threats, a felony punishable up to five years in federal prison. Perez is scheduled for a court appearance later this afternoon. So, um, yeah, he sounded like he wanted to kill everybody. Right. And then he got hemmed up talking that shit online. Correct. Because uh, now they're actually cracking down on that because those two police officers got killed. Right. Uh, the New York Police Officers uh, Police Department has uh, basically stopped doing their jobs. What? Uh, they basically uh, decided, hey, we're not going to follow up or do any of the petty stuff like ticketing people for parking and shit like that that we're doing the stuff that basically makes them a lot of money arrests were down 66 percent in the week following the deaths of officer rafael ramos and way john liu compared to the same period in 2013 the arrest numbers are reportedly even lower for certain level of low level offenses citations for traffic violations fell by 94 percent 
Summons, summonses for low level offense like public drinking and urination also plunged 94%. Even parking violations are way down, dropping 92%. People are like, good, you're not fucking harassing us. Drug arrests by cops assigned by the NYPD Organized Crime Control Bureau, which are part of the overall number, dropped by 84%. Um, here's the thing. This is a stupid plan on their part if they're trying to show some sort of like protest. Right. Because the way that people have been taught to measure crime, uh, prevention. Right. And crime and dealing with crime effectiveness has been through the numbers. Right. If you're not doing your job, the numbers will go down. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what they think, but for a lot of us, we think we're being over-policed. Correct. So, if you're gonna start letting tic tac shit go good That's what I can say. y'all do some layoffs too while you're at it that's what i say should have been layoffs at the stop and frisk was found to be unconstitutional let people should've. live somebody should have some of y'all should have went home then let people live let yeah. people be able to walk the streets and just be, go and and be out there without being harassed yeah good if this is your protest uh to mayor bill de blasio good Mm-hmm. i like this keep it up i have no complaints uh so the la- the call last week from the pba is what started it but this has been simmering for a long time one source said this is not a slowdown for slowdown's sake cause of concern after the reaction from city hall on the Gardner case about the De- about the blasio not backing them good sounds like new york's a lot more fun place to be now right don't have assholes stopping you for fucking walking down the street being brown ain't that the truth no, no one's gonna miss that sorry guys try a new tactic uh the mayor and the police union heads are meeting uh because of this rift um uh, bill de blasio commissioner william bratton and union head started meeting privately tuesday afternoon i wonder his name bill black de blasio because like they do barack hussein obama mm-hmm. i wonder i don't know what his middle name is um uh, but yeah so they're meeting so maybe they're trying to squash it out um but yeah you know i like no offense to dan but this idea that he can just go into the meeting and be like you work for me you will do what i say like if you haven't noticed yet that these police don't give a fuck what bill de blasio says then you're you're out to lunch they're not going to do that shit Mm -mm. so you know no offense to to my man but you know it's just like shit on paper is way easier than shit in real life yes it is you should be able to go in there and be like hey man fuck y'all do your job and then they should do it but they turned their back on him while he was speaking at a fucking funeral they don't care they have no fucking they have no um there's no reason in them Mm -mm. you know and blaming him for the police like that's what's killing me about this shit, the, you know, de Blasio, Obama, uh, Al Sharpton, whatever, blaming the person for the fact that the country and some of the constituents in the country are unfucking reasonable and out the lunch. Right. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It is crazy to me. You can't convince those assholes. Nope. And you also can't really force them. Nope. What is he, like, what is, what is de Blasio supposed to do if the police just go, we're not doing our job? And we're not listening to you. And we're protesting against you publicly. And we're going to blame you for the murder of cops. Is he like? I guess people just feel like if you're angry enough and you're right, it should work out. No, nope. but that's just not how life works. Nope. Because you're dealing with people, real human beings, who can turn around and say "fuck us," but "fuck you" in return. 
Yeah, they just like they didn't respond well to, and and for people to call these, we accept a society that police are supposed to be heroes. A hero doesn't withhold the services that they are obligated to do because they got criticized. Right, criticized. That goes apart with the that goes along with the job. Right, you sound like a a a a ten year old trying to learn to play basketball, and you quit the team because your dad said, "Hey, you got to work on your jump shot." That's crazy. It is crazy to me, man. I can't believe this shit is happening. Right. And and I think the the most frustrating thing to me is that people in general are not anti-cop. Like most people are not anti-cop. They're just not. Right. And it's amazing how people act like if you say anything that criticizes or that could improve anything that they do all of a sudden you're like fuck us we all should die but that's not realistic most people do look at the cops as far as hey your job is to protect me you know your job is to uh uh protect and serve like like this is this is what your job is and most people have come to that conclusion okay and it's unrealistic to think that uh people overall are like fuck the police now there are people out there that are like fuck the police but a lot of people out there that are fuck the police have been fucked with by police for a very long time and to them they're fed up they just want you to do your job right protect and serve to work with the community right not, but but they're not hey go out there and fucking die yeah they're, they're not like, saying Leave me alone yeah nobody's saying they want cops to be killed right at these protests and stuff it's, it's just amazing like I said, yeah, we're, we're, we're taught to believe these guys are heroes, that they're doing a job that, you know, nobody wants to do. So we need to cut them some slack. But then any criticism of them is, hey, we should get unequivocal report, support from everybody. If you if you don't like that we're killing people in your community, then fuck you. You're, you're the problem. And we won't do our jobs now. We'll go, we'll take our ball and go home. And it's the, so stupid. Right. And the sad part about it is that there are a lot of cops who are like, hey, I'm out here doing my job. I'm protecting. I'm not out here shooting. You know, so for them, it's almost like a catch-22 because for a lot of them, if they start speaking out, you'll be like that dude we was t- uh, playing yesterday, got got suspended up teen times over the years with pay and all this other bullshit if you start speaking out because they're like, look, we ain't trying to hear no change bullshit. Yeah, it's just, uh, um, a court tosses a case after a prosecutor recites pro-slavery Dixie song at black man's lewd conduct trial. The Idaho Court of Appeals ruled yesterday, huh? What? No, what? I'm just listening to what you just said, but go ahead. The Idaho Court of Appeals ruled this week that a prosecutor had inspired enough racism in jurors by citing a pro-slavery civil war anthem to convince them to unfairly convict a black man. While prosecuting James, prosecuting James D. Kirk, what wait a minute like james t kirk james tiberius kirk i know that dude gets a lot of jokes um pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's his name james yeah that is my man the spot uh the uh that is captain kirk the leader of star trek the captain of the enterprise anyway while prosecuting James D. Kirk in 2013 uh, for felony lewd conduct with a 17-year-old girl and sexual battery with a 13-year-old girl, oh. 
uh prosecutor erica callen paraphrased the lyrics to dixie to make the point that defense attorneys were hoping that jurors would ignore certain evidence oh i wish i was in the land of cotton wait hold on i think i can play this Really, what, what you're kind of to do. Look away from the four eyewitnesses, the two eyewitnesses. Look away from the two victims. Look away from the nurse and her medical opinion. All right. Uh, it's hard to make out her audio because it's not that good. By the way, your fucking life is on the line in the courtroom. And this is the recording lyrics, huh? No, no, oh, forget oh. that. I got another point I want to make. Karen. Okay, my bad. And this is the quality of audio that you got, right? <laughs> like I'm about to damn, like I could be on on trial for death or some shit, and my, it's like, my, well, go back to the tape, and it sounds like you recorded this shit in your pocket at a mob meetup, right? My iPhone can record better than this. This is terrible. Anyway, back to the point. Oh, I wish I was in the land of cotton. Good times not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away. Kaylin told jurors. And isn't that really what you've kind of been asked to do? Look away from the two eyewitnesses. Look away from the two victims. Look away from the nurse and her medical opinion. Look away, look away. Kirk was eventually convicted and sentenced to 20 years of prison. During the appeal, the state attorney general's office argued that Kaylin had not intended to use a racial strategy in her closing remarks. But the judge ruled that her intentions did not matter because Kirk couldn't have been unfairly convicted if even one juror was swayed yeah so maybe a guy who's a potential criminal is walking the streets now or you know or you know or his appeal you know the case has been tossed out he's got to be retried or some shit correct because you use a racial fucking you know slave him to as your closing argument well she might as well say nobody knows the trouble they see (laughs) right nobody knows except for the two witnesses the doctors right (laughs) right ezekiel saw the jig way in the middle of the air guys and the jig is up right right the jig is up yes it is um wade in the waters of guilt your honor and sin wading in the waters of guilt and sin um is her in her to sit it wait I guess in her decision, they spelled it wrong. In her decision, appeals court judge Karen Lansing wrote that the appeals court did not require articles or history books to recognize that Dixie was an anthem of the Confederacy and owed to the Old South with references with praise a time, with praise the time and place of the most pernicious racism. The prosecutors mentioned the title Dixie as well as the specific lyrics referring to the land of cotton expressly evoked that settling, I mean, that setting with all its racial overtones. Lansing said the risk of prejudice to a defendant is magnified where the case is as sensitive as this one involving alleged sexual molestation of minors. Although the state's case was here was a strong one. It was not so compelling that no rational juror could have voted to acquit. Uh, Canyon County the spokesperson Joe Decker said the prosecutors would retry Kirk if the state attorney general office did not appeal the ruling to the Idaho Supreme court. Man, why would you use that? Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, you're going to literally set somebody free. 
and or have them retrial because you do some dumb shit right like maybe he is a criminal maybe he did it but damn that's not the way you can't be singing negro uh spirituals all right it's time for our time for everybody's new favorite segment <laughs> quick ain't it of the show everybody love i love this segment that's right karen it's time for the baller alert segment of the day yes it is um what do you want to talk about group it tales or is the money not the honey Ooh, let's do the money not the honey all right, the group of tales headline was his dick got stuck in my pussy, by the way. Oh, Lord, let's do that one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so you we're doing... You changed my mind. Group of tales, his dick got stuck in my pussy. I like that Vala Alert doesn't let you cuss. You got to use the asterisk in your sentences. Ah, what a headlines. This group of tales is about a lesser-known celebrity, but I just had to post because the entire story is hilarious. I couldn't end this year without a hilarious group of tales. Read it below. Disclaimer, group of tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accurate of any story posted. Last year, I moved to Sacramento to live with my friend and her sister, who is one of the dancers in Trey's foreign video. Anyway, she gets invited to a party, and she brings me and another friend along. And when we're there, I meet this attractive guy. He tells me his name, but I forget it. But we're vibing and chilling the whole night. We exchanged numbers, and that was it. Anyway, when I was home, my homegirl tells me it's Elijah Blake and that he's written mad songs for different artists and that he's an artist himself. So I was like, cool. He was attractive, but I wasn't losing any sleep over him. Elijah Blake. I wonder if he's on Spotify. He is on Spotify. Okay. Let's see what his song is. Um, XOX is no one's song. Keep rocking, we gone. Keep rocking, we on. Remember things that we do. Yeah, remember things that we do. Remember things that we do. Nobody do it like you. Uh. not bad it does 
not i like that i like that beat that might make it into the pre-show rotation dog so let's talk about this man uh anyway so to get home okay uh fast forward a couple weeks i get a call from him asking if he can take me out i say yes and we go to scarpetta's the more we're talking the more turned on i'm getting this i like how now she know he's somebody right anyway so the more turned on i'm getting so i feel no way about telling him i wanted him to take me home that was when the problem began i won't bore you with the nasty details but let's just say homeboy is abnormally huge i get it i get i got through half a bottle of lubricant trying to grease myself up so he could slide in oh lord have a bottle god damn what you greasing the pig adamandeve.com once he's he's in we get to the get down and i'm in the best space because he had the right balance of being rough and gentle that was until his dick got stuck in my pussy (laughs) we were fucking after our bust and he wanted to pull out so i could bl two letters oh blow him okay i could we can't say blow anyway but he couldn't first i thought he was messing with me but he looked me in the eye told me he couldn't get out of uh, that my pussy was clamping on his dick which had already made me come twice mind you i started to panic because it starts to hurt every time he tries to pull out and i was really considering calling the ambulance because this ish was getting serious after five minutes of going through hell trying to get to get enormous dick out of me he finally finds a way to pull out and we both laugh it off i spoke to another one of my friends and she told me she had been with him before and that she has the same thing happen to her because he's so big and that's the name of what ha- and what the name of what happened is called penis captivist <laughs> some harry- oh that's that's technically what they call it some harry potter type shit or nah <laughs> that does sound like a harry potter uh spell that they would say mm-hmm. penis captivist i hope that penis that a- captivist it is in the wikipedia Oh shit. A rare occurrence in intercourse where the muscles of the vaginas clamp down. Yep. Uh I want to hook up with him again, but I'm scared it might happen again. Child and then uh the person who posted said, Child, I don't know if this is good or bad problem to have. Yikes. V says, he 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 he. Uh Harlem says, Well damn, and then with the clapping emoji, it's clapping his hands. <laughs> that gave me a chuckle, says CCD is working on a baller for she chaz harvey says okay i had to google t he it is called and it's called penis captivist very rare but very true i wonder if it's is it with every girl that he's been with spencer just has that face that's not a smiley at all it's kind of like a blank face laquinta robinson says crying tears and a simple bijou says i'm dying laughing laugh my ass off Groupy tails. His dick got stuck in my pussy. Uh-huh. Oh wait, let's play. Let me play us out. I gotta. Gotta you know you gotta play us out. Gotta play, find the song again. Um. um yeah. 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 Hey, you know I'm looking for a fast stop bitch. Talking about. I, I, I know. I Five star. 
All right. Yeah, reading that story, I'm sorry. I'd rather deal with an average dick. A dick that can go in and out, and we don't have these problems. I hear you. Um, let's get to the game. Uh, a hundred for everything. Early. Oh yeah, a hundred. Everybody get a hundred. Now that is for so guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We live and read, I mean, we read and play news articles from all around the globe. And we ask our contestants to guess the race. And the chat room is a contestant today, and they are racist. All right. Uh, CBS reality show Undercover Boss likes to promote itself as a heartwarming, both the show and its latest subject, a Texas restaurant owner were roasted by critics after he fired a bartender on camera for choosing to wear a t-shirt instead of a bikini top during Sunday night's episode. I believe that. Not sexy enough. It was a big bummer from my point of view. Bikini sports bar and grill owner Doug Guller told the bartender identified as Jessica after revealing his identity. He also criticized Jessica for over-serving one customer to the point that Guller said he worried about the man's safety. As Jezebel reported, Guller posed as a new employee and interacted with employees at the restaurant's chain, Austin's location, during which time Jessica told him that she did not see her stint there as permanent. Female employees are required to wear bikini tops with denim shorts and cowboy boots. Guller himself wore a t-shirt and jeans while going undercover. Jessica said she wore a t-shirt while the show was filming for her own comfort. Guller later said she was pissed at her choice, saying that he he was pissed at her choice, saying that's not what we do here at Bikinis. <laughs> Jessica reacts to the on-camera firing by saying, "I'm so mad right now." Guller then interrupts to offers to help get her resume out there, but she rejects his offer and walks away. I don't blame her. Fuck you. I'm not an idiot, she says after leaving a conversation with Guller. If is everyone happy with the job they have right when they have it? No, at the same time, that's my job. I still told everyone that I humbly accept to do what I got to do. That doesn't make me a horrible person just because I'm not satisfied where I'm at. Ain't that the truth. During the same episode, Guller offered to pay for breast augmentation surgery for another employee if she agreed to stop using her phone at work for six months. Yes, that's right. The CEO of a company offered one of his employees free huge boob implants and she promised to work harder. We're shattering the fuck out of glass ceiling 2014, aren't we? Jezebel's Rebecca Rose wrote uh, of the episode. This happened on national television on the show that's billed as heartwarming. This also sort of counts as a holiday episode in case you're keeping track of the reasons to feel skeeved out and depressed by this. Well, you know what side Jezebel's on. Uh, Guller, who trademarked the term restaurant last year, <laughs> also gave a male kitchen manager a 30% raise during the episode and paid for a $10,000 vacation for the worker and his family. Oh, was he required to wear bikinis too while he was on shift? No. I'm really surprised though, Ken. You're right. Why isn't this restaurant so much more progressive and equal? Right. I mean, you know, restaurant, you know, you Did sign he offered up. offered it for him to get a breast um, mm-hmm. enlargement? I'm surprised that he wouldn't have done that. He probably right. did. The bikini bikini's owner has not issued comment on the episodes as it air other than to thank his staff on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his appearance earned negative reviews from many Twitter u- users. I know it did. Um, 
So yeah, then you know, you just got different people going in on them. But uh yeah, guess the race of Mr. Doug this is his first name. Guller. Doug Guller. Bikini's owner. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Honkiest Hefnorius. Oh Lord. White George W. If he were black, the bikini bar would be called a strip club white. Fire someone, <laughs> fire someone else for not changing her, his name to Toby. Breast meat white, acres of white skin. It wasn't an astronaut, so I'll say white. <laughs> white, titties ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts. White, says monkey foot. Oh, Lord. Uh, job creator. <laughs> uh, and my guess is racist as fuck. Who's, who's that? Black Rob? Uh, and white. <laughs> the correct answer is white. <laughs> he looks like a boob. Mm-hmm. Restaurant? That is a brilliant thing. I wonder if we got some, uh, breast milk people in there too. Uh, you know, breast milk hoes, like we talked about earlier. Get a meal of delicious breast milk. Mm. Fresh out the breast. And sex is only $5 extra. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Florida church shootout between a pastor and a staffer leaves one man injured and 20 children are unharmed. Oh, we shooting out at the Lord's house? Uh, I mean, if that's where the shooting start, baby. You Got know. them gats. Then that's where it's gonna end. Shooting for Jesus. Shout out to Florida, by the way. Old Florida. Only you could do it this way. Ah. Uh, what's the volume? Oh, hold on. In Kissimmee, not far from Liberty High School. Let's get right out to Justin Warmoth, who is live at the church. What is the latest, Justin? Bridget, within the last hour, I was told by deputies that the man who was shot here at the church is in critical condition. Now, if I step out of the way, you can see several sheriff's deputies are still on scene here trying to figure out what led up to this. Now, here's some video we shot right when we got on scene. According to Osceola County deputies, the shooting happened around 8 o'clock this morning inside the Living Waters Fellowship Church. Again, we're told one person, a male, was taken to Osceola Regional Medical Center in critical condition. Deputy said a child care facility, which is on campus, was not affected by the shooting, and parents have since picked up their kids. Several church members showed up here after they learned what happened. Here's what one of them had to say. It's really mind-boggling because uh, you, you see this stuff on, on TV and you never think it hit home. Uh, hit where you live, hit where you reside, where you where you come every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a very tough situation. Um, you know, just hope everything's okay. You know. Now another live look at the scene. Deputies are calling this an isolated incident and say they're talking to everyone involved. I'm going to be tweeting out updated information throughout the day as well as updating our website, clickorlando.com. We're going to have the very latest for you on our News at 5. Bridget. All right. Thank you, Justin. And basically he was just trying to let the guy go. He was a janitor. He's like, I'm going to let you go. And dude pulled out his gun. But it's Florida. So the pastor had a gun too. And he did not turn the other cheek. He went eye for eye on the man. A bullet for a bullet. Mm-hmm. Guess the race chat room of uh the pastor in this case. Um, just uh let me know. Uh let's see here. Pumpernickel primates. I shine like the Reverend, I shoot at the Reverend Black. Jesus is my safety white. 
sings in my soldier boy voice shoot out a black white jesus blocked all of those bullets white white friends of the police white kirk cameron getting revenge on church goers for not supporting his latest shitty christmas movie oh black pastor on the battlefield for his lord they just received a new shipment of mlk fans (laughs) (laughs) the correct answer is white A lot of you guys went black and you end up missing it. Mm-hmm. I guess he just said, just meet me. Uh, At the church house. Let's keep it religious. Uh, Maryland's first uh, Episcopal bishop, uh, female Episcopal bishop, allegedly is the driver behind a fatal hit and run oh i guess jesus took the wheel yes he did the episcopal diocese of maryland said a newly obtained bishop heather elizabeth cook was the driver allegedly responsible for a hit and run that killed a bicyclist sunday afternoon oh sunday afternoon she's probably on her way home from church right the right reverend communion i see Mm mm-hmm the right Reverend Eugene Taylor Sutton identified Cook, who was ordained in September, in an email. I'm distressed to announce that Bishop Heather E. Cook was involved in a traffic accident Saturday afternoon that resulted in the death of a bicyclist, Thomas Palermo, 41. Palermo was still alive when police arrived at the scene. He was taken to Sinai Hospital where he died of his injuries. Man, you think she was uh, drunk off communion care? Yes, the blood of Jesus is intoxicating. I thought you knew, sir. Mm. Uh, he was a bicycle builder and a father. Cook, 58, fled the scene initially. She returned 20 minutes later after she was chased by other cyclists. Several news <laughs> agents. was like, bitch, you ain't getting away. I know, when they wouldn't give up. She's like, damn, these niggas fast. Right. right. Put like this. They was like, bitch, we, <laughs> we in good shape. You cannot outrun us. Several news agencies have reported this is a hit and run. Bishop Cook did leave the scene initially, but returned after 20 minutes to take responsibility for her actions. Oh, they, they grading on the curve now. That's a hit and run. Oh yeah, she ran. At least she came back 20 minutes later when he was dying. Probably came back was like, uh, yeah, listen, I just need to get your insurance. Right. And it was probably a group of bicyclists. She probably hit like the person at the head or the person at the end of the trail. Mm-hmm. And them other, you know, that's a gang. They're like, ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah. They were. I wonder if it was like, uh, she was like, uh, listen, it wasn't me. Jesus is my co-pilot. So mm-hmm. he was actually driving. Palermo's bicycle was destroyed and Cook's Subaru front windshield was heavily damaged. Cook was still has been placed on administrative leave. The accident could result in criminal charges. Cook was charged with a DUI, so she was drinking, mm-hmm. and possessing of marijuana, smoking that weed. She was struck it. But that was in, but that was in 2010, according to sheriff's department. No details on Cook's sobriety in the in the in the newest case have been released. The crash is still being investigated, and Cook is being questioned by detectives. We're still evaluating," said her lawyer, David Irwin. Uh, who said uh, he was aware of her criminal background but refused to comment further. Guess the race of Bishop um, Heather Elizabeth Cook. Let's check the chat room, see what they think. 
heather white and drunk heather is a white woman cyclist of anarchy white all heather all heathers are white was trying out for the newfangled bumper blessing technique white ha white lady that should have stayed uh those bicyclists are reckless and annoying i've been drinking i've been drinking white orange is the new white privilege ha <laughs> oh, lord white 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 jesus doesn't approve of the women's preachers or drivers blue-eyed privilege oh lord she sung jesus take the will let's go and let god plow into that heathen white oh let her children call her by their first name the correct answer oh. is white I don't think anybody guessed black, did they? Mm-mm. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm trying to put a picture up. I don't know. It's having a problem loading the picture for some reason. But if you click the link that's right above the screen uh, for me and Karen, it should take you to a picture. Uh, but, yeah, she was white. Um, that's crazy. You <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, just hit and run for Jesus. All right, uh, let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race where everything's worth double the points, double the race. Uh, so far, everybody's all over the place, but it's the bonus round. Let's see who's nervous in the last guest the race of the year. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, how about this one? A man beat a woman with a frying pan and held her captive for two days. Well, goddamn, she should have baked the chicken right. Uh, maybe that's what the problem was, Karen. Mm-hmm. She, 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 she didn't know how to, um, get the, and she probably had like the old school, uh, skillet where, uh, you know, you're supposed to have it seasoned and, you know, wipe it down with oil. You know, she ain't follow the instructions. He was like, my cabbage don't taste right in this frying pan. I don't even know how you came up with that. Maybe we shouldn't even read the story. You got it all figured out. Yep. A man is in custody accused of imprisoning a woman over two days and beating her. Edward Vontaroso has been living in Christy Harris's property, but was not allowed contact her to contact her due to a previous assault. Oh, shit. On Tuesday, he entered Harris's home and assaulted her multiple times. He's Vontaroso's alleged uh, allegedly refused to allow Harris to leave the house or seek medical att- attention. He allegedly damaged her phone in an attempt to prevent her from calling 911. Around 7 a.m. Wednesday, deputies received a 911 call. When they arrived at the home, Harris fell onto the ground on her knees and hands and begged for help. She was bloody and semi-conscious after apparently being beaten with a cast iron frying pan. Harris was hospitalized with head and ear injuries. Monteroso was arrested on the charge of first-degree assault, violation of a protection order, false imprisonment, and obstructing a telephone service. Guess the race of Edward Monteroso. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. El Cabong Latino. Damn. The half of Bill de Blasio's son that won't get stopped or frisked by the NYPD. Oh, my. Latino. White. Tonight you sleep with the fishes. Italian. Black man isn't going to damage the good cast iron pan. White. <laughs> hey, you hit a woman in the head with a cast iron pan, probably still won't damage it. 
uh those things are tough yes they are latino white misunderstanding he could have he couldn't let her get medical attention because illegal black latino hitting people with that tortilla pan the correct answer is uh karen what race do you think he is that dude white he is white everybody so many of you missed it let me play the booze for you some of you did get it <laughs> seeing that picture it's like you let this fool live with you right he got frying can bandit written all over his ass yeah his hair looked like he dipped it in the frying pan and fried it to a crisp right with lard mm-hmm. uh all right let's uh do some uh let's do one more and we get out of here on this cool a promising jockey was shot during a burglary um now jockeys are guys who ride ride horses horses. for a living Mm -hmm. um until monday angel suarez was known around the racetrack as horse whispering whiz kid just 21 the quiet jock based at parks racing won so many races and millions of dollars two years ago that he drew national notice as one of the sport's top apprentices. That he'd come late to racing made his success even more astounding. He had no racing background. His former agent, Donna Service, told the Daily Racing Forum in 2013. He woke up one day, told his mom he wanted to be a jockey, and she said, what? He was very smart in school, and she thought he'd be a doctor. It's a Cinderella story, except all true. But the fairy tale came to a bloody, bizarre end Sunday night in a blizzard of glass and gunfire. Ben Ben Salem police say Suarez climbed onto a second-floor deck at the Franklin Commons apartment on Bobo Link Drive around 8.35 p.m., where he masturbated until a woman inside discovered him and called 911. A little, just a little skinny-ass, short, petite man just right, standing outside jacking under, off on your balcony right a lot of them a lot of them dudes are under 100 pounds ain't they like yeah. they're real short and small men as the woman ran to a neighbor's apartment suarez busted through her slotted glass door fled outside again by diving onto her second floor bedroom window uh diving out of her second floor bedroom window and then broke into another nearby apartment where he assaulted two people one resident grabbed his legally registered gun and shot him in the chest and abdomen even then, Suarez didn't stop struggling until police subdued him. Oh, shit. He remains in critical condition. His face, he feel faced burglary, assault, and related charges once his condition improves. Dave Yanuzzi, Suarez's current agent, says Suarez is in, in an induced coma and has undergone surgery and faces uh, further operations to repair injuries to his liver and pancreas. Suarez lives with his girlfriend. Wow wonder how she feels about this right who is also a jockey at penn national race course in the same apartment complex as the break-ins as news of the night's mayhem reached the park's backstretch many who knew who know suarez tried to make sense of something so surreal it's not him it's not characteristic of him said tommy pointer an agent who represented him for a year the kid lives and breathes horses he's one of the greatest nicest most well-spoken and clean-cut kids you'll ever meet in life it sounded like he was on drugs i don't think i ever heard the kid cuss i'm floored by this i can't believe it i've been around the racetrack a long time 
Yanuzi agree he looks like a freaking altar boy and he he's nicer than he looks they find this dude on the fucking law and uh, order the law and order episode i mean right it's one of the witnesses like did he put down a box and then go you know i always i didn't kill him but i always wanted him dead <laughs> reach it reach monday service declined for comment saying only he's a sweetheart and an excellent jockey pointer you knew pointer you news and others speculated that suarez used some substance like bath salts or pcp notorious for turning users into rampaging maniacs even as they swore he wasn't on the dabbling drugs i said to my wife if you told me this yesterday i would have bet you 110 the kid never smoked a joint pointer said the kid weighs 110 pounds and he took two 45 caliber bullets who gets shot twice with a 45 and keeps fighting? He had to be right. on something. Correct. Yanuzi said Suarez's girlfriend told him he was acting oddly and nursing a red drink when he briefly stopped home before setting off on his alleged crime spree. McVeigh said toxicology tests are routine in such incidents, but results could take days to weeks. But we have no evidence of that at this point, McVeigh said. That's no excuse anyway if you were under the influence of something when you commit an F1 felony, the highest grade, he was extremely dangerous. He was quite a bit to handle for us and everyone he came into contact with. Suarez was showing out. Yeah, he made him strong, whatever he was doing on. His full name is Angel Suarez Madero. First rode professionally in 2012 and did so uh, well that he was named an Eclipse Award finalist for Outstanding Apprentice Jockey. He had 923 mounts with 151 wins that year, earning more than 3.4 million in purse earnings for his owners, more than any other rookie nationally. Mm. So the London, he hurt the money with this one. Yeah, he did. Um. So yeah, guess the race, uh, Mister. Um. What is his first name? Um. Angel Suarez. Check the chat room. One who sat on the horse's back and made it wet, creating a wet back on wet back situation. Oh my. Linda Brothers. Stronger than a leaf blower, able to outlast immigration and straight bullets, super hombre. Ah! And Negro Montoya says he whispered to the ho- those horses just like he whispered border hopping instructions to his cousins. Oh. But immigration officers heard him rolling his R's and tried to put him down. Oh. Sparta says Latino that shouldn't accept drinks from Bill Cosby. Lex <laughs> says used to wear, use that water off his back for maximum lubrication while thinking about that cabello horse oh lord border fence jockey jacking off with picante sauce latino latino hispanic border jumping bean eating grass cutting west back spick the correct answer is he was latino man think he won guess the race today guess he was just jockeying for a position yes he was 110 pounds get shot by twice in the chest and still kept going he was on something mm-hmm. uh well i guess he wasn't horsing around Um, and then of course we have to end with uh you know, the other segment, Sore Ratchiness. The last one for the year. Congratulations to those of us that made it through twenty fourteen without a sword killing us. Right. 
he's dead fast food workers came to aid of an elderly man after a centerville robbery attempt a 75 year old farmington man never expected to get mugged by a man holding a plastic sword in the middle of the morning wow that's right plastic swords are still dangerous he also never thought of a fast food like people say plastic swords are dangerous have you ever tried to open up like a kid's toy or like a mouse for your computer the classic will cut your fucking finger off it will cut your finger off while you're trying to reach in there and, and pull out whatever it is that's in the plastic yeah fuck you up a whole sword made of that shit it'll kill you uh he also never thought fast food employee would come to his rescue quinn hodges says he now plans to be more aware of his surroundings and not assume he is safe even if it's during the day well welcome to blackness hodges said he goes to, sub- to the subway eat fresh often for a sandwich and a drink on sunday when he pulled in he saw a car back into the parking spot he said he didn't think much of, of it but went inside the restaurant where he ordered his drink and sandwich and chatted with employees he left at 10:45 a.m hodges said he saw a man standing next to the side of the building and assumed he was talking on his cell phone but he came up behind and said don't turn around don't turn around and of course it was just instinct and i did we ended up in a scuffle on the asphalt wrestling. He put his hands in my pocket and tried to steal my billfold. Damn, you old when you call it a billfold. <laughs> he about sound like me in my pocketbook. He reached in my pantaloons to grab my billfold. Yes. He stole I my said, give me my doubloons back. Ah! I have a, I have a, a hay penny in there. <laughs> that I need back. An employee from Sonic Drive-In, which is next door, came out just then to take out the trash. Hodges saw him and yelled for help. The Sonic employee dashed over and pulled the man off of Hodges. The man who police later identified as Joseph Toribo Valdez, 26, of Ogden, broke from the Sonic employee's grasp and ran for his car with Hodges chasing him. I jumped inside through the car window on top of him, Hodges said. Hodges did not want Valdez to leave, but Valdez was able to pull out and it caused Hodges to fall off the car and onto the asphalt. Oh. Damn, for 525 an hour? I don't think so. He could have run me over, but he didn't, Hodges said. The Sonic employee and subway staff brought Hodges back inside the subway where they were met by police and paramedics. Hodges' wallet was found in the parking lot where Valdez had dropped it. Hodges was worked, worked in sales until he retired, said his son told him that he shouldn't do those type of things. But Hodges said he didn't plan to do any of it. It was instinct to turn around. Uh, when he realized the man was trying to take his wallet, he just thought, no way. Hodges is also grateful to help the Sonic employee that the, for the help that the Sonic employee gave. He told me normally he he normally does not take the trash out during that time of day. Uh, Center Assistant Police Chief Paul Child said Valdez had shoved a plastic sword in the Hodges' back to make Hodges think he had a gun. Valdez was broke had broken the 16 inch blade of the sword in half so that it was eight inches long. Well, shit. Uh, Child said a Davis County Sheriff's deputy located valdez and he was taken into custody without incident valdez was booked in the davis county jail on one count of aggravated robbery and one count of assault he is being held in lieu of twenty five thousand dollars bail the davis county attorney's office is reviewing the case before filing formal charges in second district court thank you so much everybody for listening uh we appreciate y'all so much yes have a great rest of 2014 yes we'll see you in 2015 we sure will uh, until then, baby, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.